Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It was all a dream. Keith McPherson on the fan in real life. It was a dream for me. I, I actually figured out how to live that dream. Thanks for listening to my show. Thanks for rocking with me. WFAN, let's keep it rolling. Uh, I meant to say this in my open, and it, it's crazy how many stories happen in sports and how we just move on and we just keep rolling day by day and move forward. But like it was announced this morning. That DeMar Hamlin was discharged from the Buffalo General Medical Center, right? So, like, he was in UC, University of Cincinnati Health Center. And then he flew from Ohio back to New York. And then he did some tests. And then today, he like, it happened so fast. And I remember watching that game, which it wasn't long. It was last Monday. But I remember watching that game and being hurt, like, Almost hurt like I, I saw someone lose their life. Like, literally, like, thought this guy, like, might not, like, be okay. Uh, thought he might not live that night. Thought he might not be able to regain his just normal function, brain function, be able to walk, talk. It's miraculous. It is an absolute miracle. And I said this all last week. Like, if you don't believe in God or a higher power, like, that story brought this whole country together. And it wasn't anything about uh, politics or uh, race or class or NFL or this and this and this and that. The the common denominator was that everybody was praying for DeMar. And through prayer, our prayers were answered. God is real. And this young man had the most miraculous turnaround like nobody was expecting. He's back in Buffalo with his family, not in the hospital, after taking a hit to the chest that, like, I couldn't sleep last week. I kid you not. I wouldn't say this on air if this, like, I I just was having visions of him making that tackle and then dropping. Like, his body going limp just kept playing in my mind. It, 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 like, could not leave my vision. It was, like, burned into my brain. Because I kept thinking, like, what if that hit? Puts this kid in a a wheelchair or a coma or just, like, changes this kid's life where we've seen this before with some other players. Like, what if this guy now is is the next Ryan Shazier or Kevin Everett or Eric Legrand? And um, I don't know. For him to make the recovery that he did and the business that they're already turning out of it, not business for him to profit, but, like, he's trademarking things. He trademarked three is back. He... He uh, trademarked, did we win? They're selling T-shirts that say, did we win? And the profits from those T-shirts are going to the people that cared for him at UC in Cincinnati, Ohio. Like, it's ridiculous. And if you ever hear me talk about the NFL, I talk about how their storylines are just unmatched. And even the tragic storyline that we saw with that young man, 
it just it's it's not the same story anymore. It's now a, a positive story, a happy story, and I think it's going to motivate the hell out of Buffalo Bills to have him back in their building. Like, I know football is supposed to be a tough sport, right? And and men aren't supposed to cry. You saw grown men crying on that field as soon as they saw him getting CPR and and what happened. It was traumatic. Imagine how much better they feel now that their boy is, is in the building. He's good. They thought he might die. They couldn't go on. They couldn't play the game until they knew he was good. His his coach said, I need to be with DeMar. We're not, we're not resuming this game. I'm the head coach of this football team. I'm twice his man's age. His parents would expect me to be with him. I'm, I'm going to the hospital to make sure he's okay. And uh, fast forward... You know, not that many days. Uh, it's been a little bit more than a week. And <laughs> DeMar Hamlin, what a strong man. What a strong young man. He's back and, and he's out of the hospital. And uh, here we are going into the playoffs. And like I said, it's going to motivate the Bills. And obviously there's some Bills ties with the New York Giants. Obviously Shane and Dable coming from over there. And, um, you know, players like Matt Breeder were over there. And uh, Isaiah Hodgins has a relationship with him and some other players too on the Giants, and I think that they'll be motivated as well to go out there and play. So uh, definitely wanted to get that in early in the show. When I when I saw that this morning, I put it in my notes, and I didn't open with it, but I just was like, wow. Like, I, I honestly was concerned, as many of us were, about this young man even being able to walk, even being able to talk, and uh, they're going to make a movie about this kid and I hope the movie has him returning to the NFL. I hope he's able to, you know, recover, get cleared, and if he wants to, get back on the field. He's 24. He could play football for another 10 years and make a lot of money and be an even greater story. And, uh, yeah, wanted to get that out there. And let's talk Giants now. Uh, just mentioned the Giants. I think they'll be motivated. Before we went to break, I think two breaks ago, I mentioned, like, I don't understand the Kenny Galladay hype. <laughs> I understand you're trying to get your money's worth. But uh, I would not want to go into a playoff game relying on Kenny Galladay. And also, I don't know how many reps him and Daniel Jones have gotten over the last few months. Quarterback and receivers need timing. They need chemistry. And uh, they need to be able to kind of communicate without talking, without thinking, and uh, be on the same page. They have to make decisions and uh, a, a snap and I don't know if he's going to be ready to go out there in a playoff game. You realize, like, this is your season on the line. Um, as much as they booed Kenny Galladay when he dropped those couple passes, I think, against the Texans, can you imagine you go to Kenny Galladay in Minnesota, you're depending on this guy, and he's wide open and he drops a ball? That could have been a touchdown. No, he'll never live it down. And I know I know, he'll, he'll probably get cut. He won't be here next year. But I didn't understand the hype this week. I know it's, it's because of that Week 18 game against – the Eagles, you're thinking that, okay, we still don't have any receivers, but it's Isaiah Hodgins, it's Richie James, it's Darius Slayton. Maybe you see James Washington. Maybe you see Kenny Galladay, but I just don't think he's going to be a big factor in the offense um, going into this game coming up against the Vikings. You keep going with the guys that you've been going with. They'll be just fine. My guy Rick in Tampa on the fan. What's up, Ricky? Keith, my man, what is going on, my friend? How are you? I'm great. Holding it down. Uh, they're giving me hella airtime this week. I had yeah, two five-hour shows Monday, Tuesday, and then tonight could have just been like 9 to 12. Nah, I'm rocking till 2. I'm blessed. All right. Well, you know what? That's what happens when you're number two, bro. You know? Two. 
number two, <laughs> number two cleanest host behind, behind Tiki yeah. Barber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Evan, he's last. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, God is God is real, and He is good all the time. God is good. You Amen. Know that. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's great for, for for him. I'm glad he's out. And now the Bills have to face the daunted tax of uh, of no home field uh, advantage if they win. So hopefully Kansas City will lose, and that won't be a problem for the Bills. But uh, uh, first, let me just ask you a question uh, about you mentioned Lamar Jackson. Right now, I say you give you trade one and one your Dax Prescott for Lamar Jackson. You're doing it. Yeah, yeah. You would. Lamar Jackson. If Dak, if right they now, if the swap. if the Ravens would trade Lamar Jackson for Dak Prescott, yeah, do that. Do it. Do it. And I and and don't get me wrong. I was I'm a I'm a big Dak supporter still, and I've been his story. I think they'll make a movie on his life, but he frustrates the hell out of me watching him play quarterback. He can go 10 for 10, no incompletions, and then throw a bonehead interception that goes back to the house. And this year that he's putting together with these interceptions and these pick sixes, I can't stomach it. I I just, I can't. It's it's bound to happen in this playoff game and he'll never live it down. Okay, all right, all right. And then let me just real quick jump on your career because you were trolling, uh, you're famous for trolling the Mets with this Korea thing, but let me just say, <laughs> listen, hey, listen, I'm down here in Florida. I believe that he has some stats already for some pre-spring training with the Mets, so you're not too far off, man. He was on the team long enough. I think he was 0 for 3 or 1 for 3. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. We'll, we'll end he's got that. he's got one plate appearance with the Mets. It's, it's that x-ray. He's with the Mets long <laughs> enough that he has a couple plate appearances already. Okay? Just that just that x-ray. They saw that one Carlos Correa plate appearance, that's and they it. said, nah, we can't pay this guy. That's now that's the that's Steve that's Cohen that's tax matters. Now we don't want to yeah. go any further yeah. into the tax once we saw that plate appearance. That is funny, right? Hey, uh, real thing, and regarding Galladay against the Giants, real quick, is that, come on, one catch? You know what? Maybe, maybe he may be a decoy for a couple minutes on Sunday for one, maybe some ends, uh, uh, you know, some red zone play, but that no, can't trust no, him. Not in a playoff game. He hasn't shown you anything. I heard somebody at the live show ask, like, how many catches do you think Kenny Galladay's going to have like zero. Yeah. And I think Tiki was talking about, like, he was in for one snap, two snaps. Like, he was going back to his snap counts the weeks before 18. Like, no, no, just because you saw him in a meaningless game, which there's no meaningless games in the NFL. But, yeah, he played in a, in a, in a meaningless exhibition preseason game week 18. He's not going to be yeah. a factor, in my opinion. You shouldn't want him to be. No. And, and, and real quick, and, and this is sad. I got to tell you this too, by the way, real quick, bro, is that this is a sad week. My mom died Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. Yeah, it was happened when I was son and she was sick, but it happened. And, you know, losing mom is, is the hardest. Uh, so condolences uh, to your family as well. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry to hear that. Be up in Jersey next weekend for the uh, funeral memorial. We're going to do some stuff uh, and go visit her favorite restaurant and, Star Tavern. I'll give them props for that one in Orange. <clears throat> we're gonna do that, so it's gonna be it's a, it's a it's a sad weekend, but we're gonna have some fun with it, and uh, so uh, we'll be flying up there for that. So hopefully the Giants will uh, can put because what I really want, I want the Giants. Now I too just wanted to ask you, I want the Giants. I'm so uh, I'd love to see them win Sunday, so I can get my popcorn ready for a Monday night game to watch the Cowboys play. Tampa, because if I could watch that game with the Giants can have a win in the in the and uh, already done, I would enjoy that game so much. So I'm hoping for that. But um, the odds on the it's you're a gambler. 
The odds are three points for the Giants. And I have something about it. I'm nervous about the game. I think Minnesota's got a chip. They're coming out. It, it may get ugly, but, but Vegas has got it at three points. And there's a reason for that, don't you think? Yeah, because it's going to come down to Graham Gano versus Greg Joseph. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. I mean, I have a bad feeling about it. I hope I'm wrong. Um, my brother's a Dolphins fan, so he's already said that mom has uh, got the is pulling the Dolphins for him. And I'm, I'm not even bringing up the Giants on that one, but uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll see. But yeah, I see three points. I'm like, eh. they may, they may know something. Maybe that uh, I'm a little nervous well, about. But Rick. I think the the spread is three points for the Dallas Cowboys, who have 12 wins, right? They're only favored three points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have eight wins and have not scored more than 24 points all season. So <laughs> don't feel so bad about yeah. that spread. Like, don't be nervous. That's a good spread for the Giants to be I on the road. Yeah, I think it is for my team. I, you're, you guys have never beaten Brady. It's That's crazy. So it's uh, it's it's. It's going to make that even. That's a tough game. I yeah, and they that, lose right? on grass. And and I'm I'm in yeah. these Cowboys. I have a Cowboys Twitter list. I'm in these, like, Cowboys group chats, and I follow these different Cowboys things, and these Cowboys fans are delusional. They lose on grass. So if they do somehow beat Tampa, they're going to go to Philly and lose at Lincoln Financial. Like, they're not going to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, in, well, my well, opinion, uh, in my opinion, in my opinion, in my opinion. If I'm wrong, okay. if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll be I'll be smiling ear to ear. It's been a long time since I've seen the Cowboys play a Super Bowl. And like I said, so let's let's go go Giants. Let's see if we can win this game, and and, and then who knows what can happen with our coaching staff. And then uh, I'll be root, I'll be rooting for. I'm not rooting for either of you guys, either Dallas or Tampa. Just a good game. It will so, be a good game. It will be a good yeah. game. Yeah, hey, well, sorry for your loss again. Prayers up yeah. to you and your family, Rick. Be well. All right, buddy. Take care. Whew. Um, yeah, so with the Giants, and I mean, what what a dream that would be. The Giants beat the Vikings, advance, and then you kick back Monday night and you hope that Tom Brady, who the Giants have owned, beats Dak Prescott and eliminates the Dallas Cowboys. That's the Giants fans' dream for Sunday into Monday. And it's not that far-fetched of a dream. It was all a dream. That's Brian Dable's song. Play Juicy, he said. Week one. All right, let's keep it rolling, though. We got Giants fans on the line. Maybe. Is this a Giants fan? Gary is in Harrison, New Jersey on the fan. Go for it, Gary. Yeah, I'm a huge Giants fan. But before I get to that, I want that, a gentleman called up earlier and said that your family is proud of you for what you've accomplished. I don't even know you, and I'm proud of you, man. You came out of nowhere, and you're like, must listen every night. Like, I look forward to listening to your show every oh, night. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you're like a Richard Neer, but a young, hip Richard Neer. Like, you're nice. Shout out to Rich. <laughs> Never heard that, but I'll take it. <laughs> and Rich is cool. Rich is cool. I met him one time, and he was doing a pre-recorded show. But, uh, yeah, thank you. And, you know, I, I I think I came out of nowhere on the radio. And I'm going I'm to talk a little bit later because as, as we get past the 12 o'clock hour, I definitely got to – speak on Salicata, and um, I got I got some some things to say about that. But I, I, I'm a relatively unknown, but I was on the Internet. Like, that's that's what it is. They pulled me out of what they call new media, this, like, fan-made media, blogs and YouTube and podcasts and Instagram and Twitter stuff, 
And uh, I did have the radio degree in my back pocket, but I graduated college 11 years ago. No one was trying to hire me at any radio station. I even applied here. I applied to every radio station in this building. It was crickets. But, you know, I kept working and I kept doing things. And uh, I, I'm I'm extremely blessed, man, like to, to be able to come in here over this last year and connect with all of these fans and uh, develop my own voice and my own show. It, it is uh amazing for me it is a dream come true so thank you for that yeah i'm not trying to say like you're a flash in the pan i, I but an older guy like me i don't do all that other stuff so i like that uh yeah media. So, so i'm I an unknown I'm, that's why i say relatively relative like relative to you right. you're not you would have never heard of me never seen me before so yeah but the cool thing is older guys like me and the young kids all enjoy listening to you and it's a real joy, and when I turn the radio on and you're not on, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I'm disappointed. <laughs> but uh, again, getting on to the Giants, you know, people, I think they're getting too far ahead of themselves. Like, they they had a really easy schedule this year, and I knew that when the, when the schedule came out. Every I think every team they played with the winning record, they lost. So I just hope that the Giants themselves aren't getting full of themselves and think they're everybody's saying we're going to beat Minnesota. I just hope the players don't feel that way. I don't think you know, they, they had. A, I mean, hungry. I think now that the season is over, it looks like they had the easier strength of schedule. And I just googled it, and it said NFL teams with the easiest schedules in 2022. New York Giants are number one. Um, yeah. And this is on Sharp Football analysis. But going into the season and like. Looking at the matchups, they opened the season against the number one seed in the AFC. The Titans were the number one seed. They just dropped the ball and ran into Joe Burrow, and Tannehill was throwing interceptions. Uh, then they faced the Cowboys, lost their first loss, and the Cowboys are always up there and, and always beat the Giants. But they went to London and beat the Packers. The only thing that I was giving them to beat the Packers was that they don't lose in London, but that's Aaron Rodgers. Then they follow that, knocking off MV, another MVP in Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Um I don't know if I can say that they had the easiest schedule. The Jaguars were better this year. They beat them with Doug Peterson. The Seahawks, they 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 should have won that game, but you know, or I won't say they should have won that game. They should have been in that game, but Richie James coughed it up. Obviously, they should have beat the Texans. Uh, they got bullied by the Lions, and who else did they beat? The Commanders. I guess I'll give it to you. I guess they had a. I don't want to say easy. It's the NFL. There is no easy. And I think when you look at what the Giants were on paper and what they were projected to be, their schedule was tough. No one was expecting them to come out and win nine games. I wouldn't have put a dollar on that bet. If the over-under was set at eight and a half, I would have taken the under. Look, I believe, believe me, I agree with you 100%. It's a, it's a shock what the, what this coaching staff has been able to do. But I just, you know, they, let's not take Minnesota lightly. You know what I mean? Let's go out there. Hungry and, and and get this victory. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, one more I am, thing I want to say is yeah, go I for think, it. I, my prediction: Dallas is going to blow Tampa Bay out, bro. I have that feeling that you know Tampa Bay's not that good. Dallas is inconsistent, but I think they're going to blow them out, man. Yeah, I, I got to check the schedule and see if they got me on Monday night. I might have to get drunk for that one because I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you're a cool dude, man. It's great talking to you again, man. Thanks for the call, Gary. Uh, what I'll say is, is this, and I appreciate Gary, as a Giants fan, sprinkling in some like reality, some realism, and even some humbleness for the Giants fan base. You haven't been to the playoffs in six years. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about experience doesn't matter, but it does. And I know that we're all super excited because the Giants are in the playoffs, right? The 
the Giants are back in the playoffs against a team that they almost beat. And when you look at the box score, they should have beat that team, and it came down to a field goal. But don't underestimate anyone. In Minnesota, they're talking about that game shouldn't have came down to a field goal. They've got no talent. We've got all the talent. We've got the best wide receiver in the league. We've got Dalvin Cook. We've got Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk with the chains. You like that? Like, they're they're pumping their guys up. Patrick Peterson is going to be a Hall of Fame corner. Uh, the Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties in the league. That You know, they have some guys, too. So I think that it is good to kind of come back to reality that the Giants are underdogs. The Vikings have won with the same formula that the Giants have won with, right? Close games. The Vikings stole a lot of these one-score games. So it's going to come down to that. And um, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be at home in front of their home crowd. And they know that if they lose to the Giants, right, we're talking about the Giants playing with house money, they know all the pressure's on them. So I think from the first kickoff, they're going to be on high alert. And uh, they were humbled recently too. So I think they'll be on high alert, and and they're not going to be a pushover. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be a tight game. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's talk about that. Let's keep talking about the Jets. The Knicks game is over. They tried to blow it. Connor and I were watching. Marco and I were watching. They tried to give it away, but the Knicks get a win. Uh, We'll talk about that and more when we come back from this break. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A little fallout boy. Taking you back to 2005, 2006. Am I more than you bargained for yet? Oh, you didn't know I knew that one. I know all the beats. Well, not all the beats that they play on WFAN, honestly. I'm usually like a couple times a week. I don't know this track. I don't know this one. 
Keith McPherson on the fan. Shout out to my boy Danny out there, a.k.a. DJ Godson. When I DJed, my DJ name was DJ Mac Diesel. No, I did not come up with it. I would never look in the mirror and say, you're Mac Diesel. Like, that would be super weird. Um, how did that name even come up? Oh, before Shaq turned into DJ Diesel, Shaq Diesel was like a name in NBA, a nickname for Shaquille O'Neal. And when I started playing football in uh, high school, when I was a freshman, I was super skinny. I was like 155. And they told me I had to lift and bulk up. And I got up to like 170. Next thing you know, I was 180, 190. And uh, I started DJing when I was like 15, 16 too. And uh, one of my boys, they they always called me K-Mac. Keith McPherson, Tracy McGrady was T-Mac. So I got the K-Mac nickname when I was like 12. But by the time I got... You know, little muscles on me, uh, started lifting a little bit. We would be in the gym, and they'd be like, Mac Diesel. And then when I started DJing, I didn't even have a DJ name, but they were like, Mac Diesel, DJ Mac Diesel. There it is. And I honestly thought I was going to be on 92.3 now. I uh, had an interview here in 2013, right in the same building, and it was for the street team. Um, I was so pumped, but I was so nervous. I remember I, like, borrowed somebody's suit. It was like oversized. I think it was my older brother's suit, oversized. I looked super goofy. Didn't even own a suit. Was fresh out of college, like a year or two out of college. And uh, it was my first New York City interview. I remember my pops drove me up, dropped me off. Super windy. Uh, went in here and, and uh, had the interview. It was like another girl interviewing with me for a street team position. And uh, they ghosted me. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. And I was pumped. I was tell- I went home. I was telling people, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the radio. I'm about to be on the 92.3 now street team. 92.3 now isn't even, it doesn't even exist anymore. They've changed it. You know, count my eggs before they hatch. Kind of like the Mets fans telling everybody Carlos Correa was going to be their third baseman. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm off that. I'm off that. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Let's take these calls, man. Let's keep it rolling. Ben is in New York. On the fan. What's up, Ben? How you doing, Keith? Great. Thanks for calling up. I, I just want to mention you said that uh, nobody knows you. Actually, I heard about you long before you got to the radio. Actually, if you remember, Marcus Guy told me about you, and he said, watch watch out for this guy. So when he got the job, he actually let me know that I told you, I told you so. But that just on Yeah, that from point, Yankees Twitter. He was always supportive of me. I don't know what it was. I remember he... <laughs> He thought I was younger than I was. He thought I was, like, 25. I'm 34. He, I think I just have, like, young energy. He put out a poll, and he was like, how old do you think Keith McPherson is? And everybody voted, like, 10 years younger. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. You Are you friends with him? Like, do you know him? I never met him. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, tell him I said hello. Uh, he used to be more active on Yankees Twitter. And shout out to Yankees Twitter. Like, John Boy came out of Yankees Twitter. Joe's McFly. Myself. Uh, now, there's a bunch of other like content creators and different people that came out of just literally tweeting about the Yankees from you know, 2015, 16, 17. I, I really was one of the first. I was tweeting about the Yankees in the fan cave in 2014 before they even called it Yankees Twitter. But what do you got for us, Ben? So I was thinking, like, we're all saying let's not move on, let's not switch, you know, the coaching positions. Well, besides the fact that we just got rid of the floor, I'm thinking maybe make, you know, Salah, right, because the whole point is our defense is good. Let's make Salah our defensive coordinator and bring in a head coach. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> Has that ever happened in the NFL? Let me think. A head coach 
being demoted, that's technically well, a demotion. He's not, the, he's, not, he's not the problem here. In fact, he's a solution. But he's a defensive-minded guy. Let's make him defensive coordinator. You can't do that. Like, he's the, he's the coach. How do you think he would feel about being removed as head coach to being a coordinator? It would have to be, it would have to be for, like, like a Sean Payton. It'd have to be for somebody that like is is respected and more experienced. But I don't think we've ever seen that in the NFL. I don't ever think we've seen an off the research. I'm sure there's somebody older than me listening that may remember that's going to say, "Oh, this happened." Uh, but nah, that would be unprecedented to see Sala go back to defensive coordinator if, if you're, if you're on the same team. I don't think I don't think Sean Payton like is coming to New York. He's got old bones. He was down there in, in New Orleans. Uh, I think he's trying to find a warmer spot. And he's got a whole crew with him. Like, he's coming in with his offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. He's he's too old to play around. He's coming in, he's going to want some control, similar like a Jim Harbaugh is going to want some control. But, yeah, I just I don't see that happening, man. Salah, if they wanted to hire Salah as the defensive coordinator, they could have. But after the job he did with the Niners, people were looking at him as a potentially good head coach. And that's why he's the head coach of the Jets right now. He brought in his buddy to be offensive coordinator, trying to do a solid, you know, give a guy a shot. I think if they were smarter about the pick at number two, as well as uh, prepping that pick and letting that pick sit behind, like I said it, I said it from the jump. We all said it. It wasn't. It wasn't that much of a surprise. Like, are you sure this kid is ready to be a week one starter in the NFL? Like, that was a, a huge mistake. And now they're trying to make up for those mistakes two years removed. And uh, one more question. I know it's a, it's a common asked question, but who do we got for left field? What do you got? So I, I know Yankees fans like to ask the question every day and, and be impatient. And shout out to my guy, Matt, from MLB Network. I, I know he's he's probably listening because when I posted that I was going on, he's like, we need a left fielder. I'm like, stop that. There's no rush. I really don't think it's going to be Aaron Hicks. And now Yankees fans are going back to that clip from Derek Jeter's night where he didn't field that ball in fair territory and he just sat there and sulked. Do you think that the New York Yankees want to let that possibly happen again hell no it's not going to be Aaron Hicks they've already signed a bunch of guys to minor league deals like um oh, come on you can't think that's a solution it's not listen to me Willie Calhoun is a solution here no way listen to me they've already signed a bunch of guys that's like insurance right they're going to compete in camp and maybe one of those guys is a fourth outfielder I, I think they're going to try and see what Hicks looks like but it's going to be a competition for left field Oswaldo Cabrera will probably be in that but expect a trade Cashman makes trades in spring training. He, he They're going to bring somebody else in here. They're going to find somebody else that's not valued or somebody that is valued and, and trade in spring training to get a starting left fielder. It can't be Oswaldo every day. It damn sure can't be Aaron Hicks every day. And I think the Yankees are going all in knowing that they were in the Final Four. There's really one team standing in their way in the AL. And to make this a World Series team, you need an everyday left fielder that can hit and that can play defense, and it's not going to be Aaron Hicks. So I'm not worried about it. I'm just – I know we have time. Like, on January 11th, the puzzle doesn't have to be completely finished. And I also wouldn't be mad if they did go in to this season with the rotation of Oswaldo Cabrera, one of these minor league deal guys like McKinney or Ortega or Calhoun or whoever, and then we get to the deadline and they do what they did the last two years. They got Gallo at the deadline two years ago. They got Benintendi at the deadline last year. Maybe they go for a left fielder at the deadline again. All right, thank you so much, Keith. I'll send you regards. Yeah, tell Marcus I said what's up. Thanks for the call, Ben. Yeah, Yankees fans, I understand we just need something to talk about. You know, I understand we just need um, something to also be mad about. 
and something to like, you know, argue about on Twitter. It it's, it doesn't need to be resolved today. They did not sign a left fielder in free agency. My guy Salicata says this, you know, when can you improve your team? You have trades, free agency, like let it play out. We just we're it, we're still in free agency, but they're off the board. The next time to improve the team is the trade deadline. So if they don't have somebody, and like you can still make a trade, like I said in spring training, if they don't have somebody uh, opening day, I'm also not going to be that mad about it. They can improve the spot if it's a hole at the deadline. We'll see, but like as of today, it's all good. Keeping it moving. Up in Vermont, RJ, you're on the fan. What's up, bro? Oh, hey, Keith, how you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for calling my show. Oh, my pleasure. I always enjoy listening to you. It's been a while since we chatted. Uh, I'll keep it brief. I um, always appreciate what you have to offer. I really, really enjoy listening to you. I just wanted to mention, and I probably missed this because my radio went out for a while, but if you were talking about quarterbacks going to the Jets, and if you happen to mention Derek Carr, I'm not sure if you did. Um, you know, I'm a huge Raiders fan, as you know. My second favorite team is the Giants, and my other second favorite team is the Jets, as you know, so don't hang up on me. But Derek Carr, quite frankly, he's not your guy. You probably already know that. Um, he does not play well in the cold weather. He's been in the league nine years. He's lost every single game when the weather's been below 30 degrees, except for one. Um, he can't elude the rush. He gets sacked way too often because he has no ability to elude the rush. And quite frankly, after nine years and no playoff wins, we needed to move on from him. So, you know, if the Jets get him and he does well, God bless Derek Carr. He's a great human being. And if the Jets do end up with him, I hope both the Jets and the Carr do great. But it's just my opinion, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and he's and also then, got a contract where he's, you know, making $32 million, $33 million. And I just don't know why they would sign that that contract with him and then end up where they did in in Vegas with him this year. Uh, I think he goes yeah. to like the Colts or maybe even like the the Redskins or Commanders. Yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> I like what you said though about the weather. That's a big factor. He's a Fresno State guy. Cold weather guy. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. And and he's had some problems turning the ball over. But like when we're talking about potential guys, his name's going to keep coming up because he's a proven yeah. NFL quarterback, and that's yeah. what the Jets need. But I'm with you. I don't know if he I, he's not in the top. He really shouldn't be in the top like three. But he is right now. I put Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Derek Carr out there. Uh, obviously, we've heard the other names. I, I don't think they need to go as old as a Matt Ryan or a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Those guys aren't coming here. But I feel like those guys are old. The Jets need to sign someone that they can play for the next few years, like at least the next three seasons that's not going to hang it up or just be completely washed. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, and thank you for that. Um, very, very quickly, I just want to – about the Giants and the, and the Vikings. Um, you know, the Vikings are cursed when it comes to the playoffs. As you know, they've lost, yeah. they've lost four Super Bowls. The only Super Bowls they've ever been in, they lost. And then uh, in, in 1998, they had a 15-1 and record. And their, their place kicker, Gary Anderson, the only place kicker in the history of the NFL to ever make, he made every single field goal and every single extra point throughout the entire season, right? Yeah. They get in the playoffs against the Falcons. Gary Anderson misses a field goal. The Falcons win that game. The Vikings, at 15-1 and that year, bounced out of the playoffs. They're snake pit for some reason. I say the Giants win to Minnesota, Keith. I say they win. Put your money on the Giants. Take the points. You're welcome. Okay. Good call, RJ. Thank you, bro. 
I'll say this. Like, this is what we should be talking about, right? You should feel one way. You should feel the other way. Uh, Giants fans should be optimistic and excited, though. And I know there are a lot of fans that are saying, you know, forget about their history. But you can't forget about history. In their history, they have entered the playoffs and won the tournament having nine wins. Like, sneaking into the playoffs without the best record. That's how they do it. Their whole slogan is, our way. And then when you look at the history against the Vikings... In 93, in a wild card game, they beat them 17-10. And I vividly remember actually watching this 2000 NFC Championship game uh, at my dad's crib downstairs. 41-0. I I just remember being so shocked and confused. Like, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, they couldn't get him in the end zone? So... I don't know. I think that history does repeat itself, and all that stuff is good to talk about. Um, Can't be overconfident, but I I just look at the Giants' coaching staff and what they've done. They are going to be prepared. They're going into this game to win this game. The same way they went into week one, hey, if we're in it, we're going for two. We're we're leaving here with a win. It's going to be a great game to watch. I don't know who I'm taking yet. Keith McPherson on the fan. If you're on hold, stay on hold. I'm on until two. Call me up, 877-337-6666. I'll be right back. Yeah, buddy. See, I didn't know we had this beat either. I'm about to put it. I'm putting this in my notes. Like, if we have this beat in the system, I'm about to rap over this beat. Not right now, but maybe Friday show. Come through a couple bars. Let me see. Busta Rhymes. Put your hands where my eyes can see beat. Okay, noted. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'm in here watching NFL Network. They've got on... The Giants-Vikings game from Christmas Eve. I bet the Vikings don't do that whiteout again. And uh, they just tied it up. The Giants just tied it up. Daniel Jones threw the touchdown to Daniel Bellinger, 24-24. And uh, again, I saw him run out of bounds. He, like, took a hit. And I heard Tiki talking about this tonight, and I was talking about this a couple days ago. They have to run some type of drills Running back, they need to have Daniel Jones. If they're going to use him like a running back at times, if he's going to run for 700 yards and score seven touchdowns, whatever it is, they have to teach this young man how to either juke or lower shoulder or set a defender up. It always seems like, and I know he's a big dude, he can take the, the hits, but it always seems like he's taking the hit. And when you run the ball, I was a running quarterback. When you run the ball, you do not want to be a punching bag. You do not want to leave yourself open uh, for a hit. And and with Daniel Jones, he can be sneaky. Like, he can set defenders up where they think he's going out of bounds or they think he's an easy target and just a little boop boop could spring him open. I think that's got to be one of his offseason things. And then you could even see an improved runner out of Daniel Jones in 2023. Like, I just watch him get hit. I'm like, bro, give him a. Give him a step. Give him a shoulder. Give him a shake. A stiff arm. Something. Don't just take that hit. I know you're a big guy. I know you're a quarterback, so you're not really, you know, that much of a polished runner. But this is the NFL, bro. These guys are coming 100 miles an hour. They're trying to tag you. So maybe Saquon and him can, uh, you know, I know he's got I know he's got a lot on his plate. I don't want to put more on, on Daniel Jones's plate. But if you're going to be Vanilla Vic, Vic was, uh, that's the difference between him and Vanilla Vic. Vic was a running back. He was a quarterback, but when he tucked the ball, they weren't getting clean hits on him. You got to be able to uh, take the defense. You got to 
be able to lower a shoulder. And I know Tiki used the example of Josh Allen. When you see Josh Allen run, he's a few a few steps away from the defender. He's already kind of like slowing his steps down, like boom, 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 like setting the guy up so that he can shake him or not take a direct hit. He's a big guy too, but he learned. Early in his career, he was taking some big hits, and it's like you, you got you to gotta flip the switch. Now you're a runner. You're not a quarterback anymore. Teach Daniel Jones how to be a runner as far as like finishing runs and shaking guys and delivering um, hits. Like Jalen Hurts is a runner. Justin Fields is a is a runner. Lamar Jackson is a ridiculous runner too. But uh, I know Daniel Jones can add that to his game. All right, let's get back to the phones. We're talking Giants, of course, uh, ahead of this Vikings matchup. And I think we've gotten to the point now where uh, we're sprinkling in some reality. Like the Vikings are not a pushover. The Vikings did beat the Giants already in the style of game that we expect. I, I've spoken on history, and I, I went back and looked at, looked up that, that Minnesota team, Dante Culpepper, Robert Smith, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, like Kerry Collins, Tiki Barber, Ike, Hiller, Ike Hilliard, Amani Toomer, and those guys, Ron Dane, those guys put up 41 on that Minnesota team and held them to zero. And I remember watching that game. 2001, I don't know, I, was, I wasn't even in high school yet. I just remember being stunned, like, whoa. Didn't see that coming. And I know the Giants were, were better that year, but I think Giants fans are going off their history. Uh, they've, they've beaten the Vikings. And, like, I'm sitting in Gio's chair. I listened to Gio this week. He's like, I know what's going to happen. Like He's like, I, I feel it. Like, I'm not saying this. Uh, and, and Booms tried to say that he was, like, reverse touching the money, you know, and some fans, I know Milton tweeted at both of us. He said that Gio and I are setting ourselves up for a win-win. There's no win-win, right? Especially, like, we're fans. And and Gio became a Vikings fan before he knew he'd be on the number one morning show in New York City. I became a Cowboys fan before I knew I'd ever get on New York radio. We are not coming into this looking for a win-win. If they lose, they lose, and we'll wear the loss. Just like we've worn a bunch of other losses. But I think Gio and I share the reality that we're not delusional fans. We've gone through the heartbreak with our teams, Vikings and Cowboys. We've seen them fail so much, it's hard to believe that they won't disappoint us again. And uh, obviously the Cowboys aren't playing a New York team. They're playing Tom Brady, the GOAT. But the Vikings are playing against the Giants. And I think if Gio believed in the Vikings, he would come in and say, get out of here. There's no way the Giants are beating this Vikings team. But he's seen them get smoked by the Dallas Cowboys this year. He's seen them get humbled by the the Packers a couple weeks ago, and uh, the Packers didn't even make the playoffs. So when you have that trauma, when you have that hurt, when you have that pain, it's just hard for you to be uh, confident, even in the playoffs. And it's not setting up a win-win where we can come on the radio and see, say, see, like if they win, oh, well, I'm a fan of the team. I'm glad they won, or if they lose, uh, I told you so. Knew they were frauds. Knew they were, like, we, we both are in a position where, like, I want the Cowboys to win. I hate Tom Brady, and hate is a strong word. Uh, as far as the football player, I hate that Tom Brady is about to play at age 46 next season, probably for the Miami Dolphins. I've had to watch this guy play football since I started playing high school football. That's been a long time. This guy has dominated the league. He's got multiple trips to the Super Bowl. How many Super Bowls have we had to watch Tom Brady in? Too many. I, I'm, I'm good on it. And now here I am again, right? He's 7-0 against the team that I represent. 
Unfortunately, I picked them when they were winning Super Bowls and they haven't won one since, haven't even been to an NFC championship since. I, I'm tired of Tom. I thought he was going to retire after the Eagles beat him. And he cut, he kept coming back. Then he goes to the Bucks. And last year he retires and he unretires. I'm over Tom Brady. Because we all we we get is Tom Brady propaganda and they hype him up and TB12 and all this stuff. And you know that it's America's team to laugh at versus America's quarterback. And they can't wait to see the Cowboys fall flat on their faces and Tom Brady advance. I don't want to see that. Keep McPherson on the fan. 877-337-6666. Second hour down. I'm on for five hours till 2 a.m. tonight. Marco Belletti is coming up with the update. Let's hit that break, Connor. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.